Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing one of my co-hosts, Philippe Bartu, and we're going to have a beautiful conversation about his integration of fatherhood. Hello, Philippe. How are you? Hello, Cordelia. I'm great. Thank you. And uh, I know that I have said to you it'll be a, uh, the integration of fatherhood, and I, I feel like maybe it's more about the integration of the impact of the book of being and the understanding behind being in my life, fatherhood and beyond, and see where see where that goes. Um, so thank you. I also want to acknowledge you um, for having this interview for the second time with me. And I recognize that, you know, when we first did this, in this had this conversation, um, I felt like there were, I, I had really prepared for it and I, and I wanted it to be like something that I can really have an impact and share something important. And, you know, in doing that, in a way, what I felt, it kind of took me away just from the essence of who I am, and I got into a little bit of a performance mode. And you know what's what's interesting is as I've had conversations with just wonderful guests over the um, through the Ultimate Coach podcast. Few people know this, but half of the conversations are actually redos. And and one of the things I always say to my guests is, this is a conversation that you know at the end of the conversation, if you don't feel like this really represents what you want to share, we'll record it again. And most people say, yeah, yeah, we, that won't be necessary. And then they realize, oh, actually, uh, and when, whenever we do do a redo, wow, it's so much, it's just more real and more beautiful and even, even and, and, and more authentic. Um, so I'm just calling myself out today on that and, and for that possibility for it to be that. Oh, you know, I acknowledge you for that, Philippe, because I know that's something that had been top of your heart. You've mentioned it before, and and I I love that you have worked it out for yourself. What what's going on with that? I'm also hearing that um, when you're having intentional conversations about being, sometimes the first conversation perhaps should not be recorded. Maybe yeah. it should just be a connection, you know, let's connect. Yeah. And so uh, the behind the scenes for me is I usually have like a call or two with my people first and just kind of, you know, hang out with them a little bit and then we set the date. So That's so wise. Yeah, I, that's so wise. It's I, a I, one take for I, me. <laughs> I, I I have I have taken that on. In fact, I'm speaking to my next guest tomorrow, and it's just a connection conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just hang out with them. For yeah, like we an just hour yeah, so. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That that really you know speaks to that word connection. And I, I want to say something about that. You know, just yesterday, I had a oh, I had this. Uh, so I'm I'm working with a with a team right now and there were three people on that team who uh, just had a breakdown. They were not speaking. This was on Friday. They were not speaking to each other. They um, were just one of the one of the team members actually said, I don't want him on the team. I really don't uh, feel like I can trust him. He's a liar and basically I don't want to have anything to, to do with him. And so I'm... Uh, I'm a coach for the whole team, and I'm a possibility um, for everybody wins on this team. And you know, this is this is where the being committed to that possibility is so important in everything that I take on in in, in life. That's where that's one of the things I want to share. Is just 
I um I wasn't sure how the hell am I going to handle this. Okay. <laughs> so I called him up. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, there's, there's no manual for this. I was like, I mean, maybe I should call Steve. I'm sure he has something, um, you know, he, he can say or, or, or call a friend. Uh, I hadn't done, yeah, I got really insecure. And, I, and so I just said, you know, I'm, I'm, so I, I called each of them individually. And I, again, I stayed in and I just um, kept that possibility alive for an authentic um, harmony and just real joy, flow and collaboration. And um, and so they all agreed. We got on that call, and uh, and I and and the morning before the call, I got really insecure. I was like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" <laughs> and uh, and I called up a few friends, and uh, I spoke to to Sarah and Nanny, and I spoke to Stephen, and he said, "Hold you." He said, "Just infuse the space with love." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so beautiful. How the hell do I do that?" <laughs> and I then spoke to my wife. And uh, I was telling her, you know, I'm, I'm feeling uh, kind of insecure around this call. And she just looked at me and she said, well, what do you think is missing? And as I got to the uh, to the root of that question, um, it was connection. Mm. And um, what was missing was connection. So when we got on the, onto that call, I was no longer looking at what do I need to fix? Mm. What needs to be improved or what, what can change? All I was looking at is let's, have, let's explore what's missing. And I tell you what, it was it was incredible because we just when they got to see that the connection piece was missing and the access to connection is is authenticity and realness. They started to speak up, speak straight, and actually say what they were never able to say. Mm. And I got to see, oh my God, that was me. That's been me all my life. I have mm. been so committed to looking good, looking professional, uh, being well-spoken, oh, and pleasing, and being polite. Yeah. And actually, in this team, and this is true for myself, the biggest breakdowns in all my relationships have been because I just didn't speak up and didn't speak straight, and I was speaking code through being polite, thinking, you know, my politeness was kind of like my badge of honor, and and it was a respectful thing, and it, but I didn't see there was, the cost of that was connection. So there was no real connection, and I tell you what, then they, they got real. They said what they had to say. We created some agreements together, and, uh, and one of the team members said to me, you know, I feel like we're a family now. Yes. And you know, that's, that's the miracle of what happens when we really take on the possibility of, in this case, it's everybody wins. Mm -hmm. But the possibility for this team was everybody wins. And that that's, you know, if we can take that on as a possibility for our life, in every relationship with everyone, for everybody to win, what would that look like and what would that mean? So that, that's just something I'm present to right now. Yeah, isn't it amazing how the reflection of who we are being shows up everywhere? For you, it showed up at work, you know. Yeah, and it, it, it's um, it, I mean, it's it's endless because one of the I, so I was going over the um, the book of being in preparation for this, and, and I was like, oh gosh, there's so much gold in here, and oh yeah. So um, there 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 are a few things that really um, stuck out for me, and one of the things I read um, was the key factor to creating a desired outcome is what do you think that is? Connection. You know what? I love it that you said connection. Um, and I want to speak to you about that. But it says out action. The key factor to creating a desired outcome is action. And that's so true. Like nothing happens without action, right? Yes. And what we can look at is the action. See, the creating what you desired can happen from a place of of inspiration, joy, and flow, and it can happen from a place of ah, push, fearfulness, uh, hard work, and and that's and and I think that's that's what this book shows is about how do you create without it being so? Um, how do you when you put your intention on the being behind the action? There's a sudden 
awareness of the action that you're doing that is out of alignment with how you want to be. Which is why I said connection, because for me, it's aligning the heart and the mind always. Mm, Beautiful. And believing, believing in that alignment and being honoring that alignment and being true to that. And that's where the action comes from, because when your heart and your mind are aligned and connected, your action will be, uh, you'll, you you become a conduit for the divine. Mm, that's so beautiful. That's actually, that, that's actually more simply said <laughs> than, than whatever I butchered. Um, I, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that on. That was really beautiful. Um, so looking at that, the key factor for creating a desired outcome is action derived from connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you noticed looking in your life around that? Whenever I am out of alignment with my heart and my mind. Um, I lack connection, and I'm very robotic. We were talking mm. about this before we came oh, on. Oh, the, right? robotic, the robotic email you sent me, that was really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> yeah, when I'm robotic, it can be offensive. Um, and that's because I'm not allowing myself to be a conduit for the divine. I'm not, um, I'm not honoring, <laughs> you know, I'm not honoring my... Uh, my yeah beingness but i uh, yeah but I, I think that is by design and very effective because actually your the power here is recognizing this choice it's not how can i be more aligned and uh yeah like how can i it, you know it, it, you you can you can really and this is a place I've fallen into is like looking, oh, how can I be more, how can I access more of this divinity or how can I access more connection? And and I think that what, what's been powerful is just recognizing that there's, that there's a choice. And most of the time, I wasn't even aware there was a choice. Mm. So, so when, see, yeah. on my end, I, I'm aware that there's a choice. So I go towards judging myself when I'm out of alignment. But you're you're right, because sometimes it is a choice to be. Uh, it's not so much. Yeah, I guess it is a choice to be out of alignment or more in my head than in my heart. Um, and sometimes it's unconscious, you know. I think if we recognize there's a choice, we would choose alignment. And I think the reason we're out of alignment is we're not seeing this choice. That's just a blind spot. Yes. And so the context through which we're operating from is there is no choice. And so we behave based on how the world looks to us. And if that is, I am, like I woke up on that morning and I was just feeling um, fearful and not good enough. So the context that I was in was I am fearful and I'm not good enough. And that was, see, I didn't choose that. It was just, I didn't see. It was blind to me that I had a choice. You were unconscious. It was. I was unconscious. Yeah. 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 So, so, and I think that's the beauty of this game um, of being is, is we get to fall in and out of seeing all the time every day. And that's the gift is seeing it as a game. See, that's yeah. key because I don't think a lot of people see it that way. They're just like, I must be, right? And you and they and that's not it. It's like it's it's a game. You gotta play, you know, allowing yourself it, to yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. And I think gamifying it has been really, really helpful for for, for me as well, just to like because <laughs> that cause you know, there's something playful about a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you when you fall over, you get up and you keep playing. But you don't, you don't just like, you just get on with the game. And when it's not a game, you can sort of beat yourself up and, and, and all of that. And, uh, and I think what's, um, what's important in, in when you're playing a game is you're committed to the game. 
you're committed to playing the game. And I think that that that's where there's a you know there's a huge piece that was um, that you know this book helped me access was really the uh, the power of commitment and and understanding how commitment is uh, whether you know, like I'm I'm going to play the game whether I'm in alignment or not like I show up and I play and I'm on the court and I'm and it's messy and. Um, and I tell you, when I when I came across this book, I was in a place where I was feeling a lot of frustration. And um, I had just, I'd been coaching for seven, eight years and had really fallen in love with coaching. But I had found myself having kind of the same conversations over and over again. And it got to the point where the very thing that got me inspired to join coaching was the possibility in making a difference in people's lives, but the creation part. And over the years, somehow, I fell into the mental health space, and I was doing a lot of work around inner peace and well-being and mental health. And um, after a while, as much as I loved that work and, and running retreats and, and just doing a lot of beautiful work, after a while, it did feel like something was missing. And what was missing for me was the creation piece. And what was missing for me behind the creation piece was the commitment piece. Mm. And as a, and so this, what, when I woke up to that, I felt literally unstoppable. And I remember listening to the, uh, to Steve Hardison in, in Arizona on just, I was just listening to his talk. And in that moment, I declared myself as I am unlimited. That is who I am as a possibility. And that was a complete shift in who I became and how I showed up. And, and, um, and now it is my, you know, this, this alignment out of alignment. It's, it's the way I see, the way I operate is through I'm either being limited when I'm being disempowered in, the, in, in, in my way of being or, or I'm being empowered. And when I'm empowered, I'm, I'm not limited by the internal narratives, the stories that hold me back. And um, when I and and the more I've taken that on, um, the more I have seen um, just break through a lot of the just a lot of the limitations I had put myself on 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 what's possible in terms of impact, in terms of money, in terms of um, I wouldn't even say joy and peace. I feel like joy and peace were really something I had, but there was always a level of frustration that came with a lot of judgment and beating mm -hmm. myself up for not being where I want to be. And um, and well, that has, let, that's been the biggest gift. Yeah. Yeah. I want to slow down a little bit because you've said a lot of things and, you know, for people that are listening. Like, yeah, please. Um, <laughs> they may be like, oh, wait, yeah, I resonate with that. I resonate with this. So I want to go back to the, you were in love with your, you know, coaching practice and uh, but at, there was something in there because you'd been doing it for seven or eight years. Have you noticed that uh, just as a human being, you tend to be on a, like a seven-year cycle, right? So yeah, maybe. I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was time, time to reinvent myself. Yeah. It's like the cyclical part of just being um, is yeah. what I was hearing in that. And, and also because I've also had my practice for about almost eight years and a similar kind of shift I've felt, you know, in this year. So um, just that, that cycle of requiring um, to, to shake up your system a little bit, um, it seems to be in play there. And then the second thing that really stands out that I want to slow down with is you were, um, I'm going to offer that you were, it's not that you were not, you were not previously committed. You had a new awareness and understanding of commitment. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say I had a different relationship with what commitment meant. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly, if you've been in your practice for all these years, you were committed. I was casually committed. Okay. Let's talk about that. What does yeah. that mean? It meant that I would do things because I felt 
it was I had a lot of reasons not to do things because it, because of how I felt or thought about things, mm-hmm. and I would often um, call that intuition, and I would I would say it was wisdom um, when it was actually just a context that was creating that was keeping me limited. Mm-hmm. So you were um, creating your own vacuum of yeah um, possibility. Yeah, my possibility was 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 coming from a limited context of how I saw myself in the world. And I and I was how many I, people are are resonating with that. I I was enjoying my life as a limited possibility. I wasn't necessarily Whoa, like it wasn't repeat a, that, repeat that. Yeah. I was enjoying my life as a limited poss- in, in in the context of being a limited possibility and I could have lived a happy life that way. It wasn't like I had to break out from it. But I was met with frustration, and I I learned to to sort of live with that, and and not being not really being bothered by that. But ultimately, there was always a longing for for really the freedom. Um, I mean, I would I would see people that were truly unlimited, and I'd think, wow, well, well, that's just that's just not me. Like I'm, I'm not, and and so then, then I I had just decided that, and this is this is the, you know, this is the 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 power of language, how we, um, the stories we tell ourselves, that become unexamined, they become our truth, and we don't even realize the truth is an unexamined story we tell ourselves. There's not, and and, and there's nothing true about that. I want to acknowledge you for recognizing that in you without judgment. Yeah, and I learned to make that my happy place. Yeah. As and and it wasn't yeah, and and, and and that's why it was so hard for me to break out of it because there was all these noble ideas I had about it. One of them was like the story I would tell myself, everyone's looking for inner peace and well-being. So I'm just going to be a coach that helps people get what they really want because the other coaches, they so there was judgment. You know, there was judgment. Oh yeah, um, what I really wanted was to be a coach that could help people create the life that they wanted on all levels. And um, I was secretly um, inauthentic about that. Like I was frustrated because I was not able to do that, but I was able to help people access more inner peace and well-being really well. I became really, really good at that, and I knew anyone you put in front of me. I can help them access more of that. And after a while, the inauthenticity of that crept in, and I felt that's no longer the game I want to play. And so, so I stepped. So I. So I. So no, I stepped away from coaching for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I actually wanted, and and I it was during the pandemic, and I created an an, an online cooking. Um, class business with my wife, and we were giving Zoom classes online, and and I mean that's a whole story in itself. And <laughs> uh, and I was having a lot of fun, and it was just fun, and it, there was there there wasn't the depth of, of of coaching, but it was playful, and I really loved it. But after a while, it felt superficial, and I felt this. Is, I, I knew this wasn't in alignment with what I was meant to do, and I also wasn't honest with myself about why I did it. Mm. And the real reason why I did it is because my wife is a health coach and I wanted to use that as a platform to help her promote her business and then step okay. out. And then she got pregnant. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go back and do that coaching thing. And that's when I discovered the ultimate coach. I had stopped coaching. This mm. book has helped me completely and utterly fall in love with coaching and life again. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, and I celebrate that for you. I also celebrate your desire to support your wife's business. So, you know, although eventually that felt superficial for you, yeah, tension in the beginning and the opportunity you afforded yourself in that space to give yourself time and space away from your own coaching practice. You know what I mean? There's so many gems within that that space that I don't want yeah. you to diminish it by saying well, you're superficial. Yeah, well, well 
Thank you for saying that because actually an intention is more beautiful than like the way I was looking at it. It was more like it was a hidden agenda. Yeah, don't frame it like that for yourself. Yeah. It was Yeah, so it, that's that's <laughs> actually not it's not a an empowering way of seeing it. It was it was an act of love. And as as an act of love and support for my wife. Yeah. That's what it was. And an act of love and support for yourself too, right? Because you yeah. were actually giving yourself time and space away. Yeah, it was. And it was also a time when everyone was at home and had to cook. And it was during COVID. And I got to cook with friends I hadn't seen in years, like my high school friends. And we had birthday parties. And all of a sudden, people wanted to connect and come together. And they had no way of doing it. And they anyway had to cook. And so we had this like really um, great product. Um but it was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was like just a short, it was just like a fun project um, during COVID. Yeah, but a beautiful one. And we're back to the word connection again. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The- I love I love the way you slow things down and answer <laughs> those questions and really unpack it. It's like, oh, what a, what a, what a joy. And, and I just want you to know that. I'm feeling really connected to you in this conversation. I'm really appreciating that. Thank you for that. I feel connected to you too, Philippe. And I am wondering, as we're back on the word connection, coming home to, uh, coming back home to connecting with Oliver, right? Mm, Yeah. What has been revealed to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in the way that you're being with him. Well, when we started this conversation, you asked me, how am I adjusting to being a dad? Um, and one of the things that I have discovered is like, I had looked at how do I add being a dad and Oliver into my life on top of my normal life? And that has been impossible. It just doesn't work. Just and uh, and and so, a lot of the times you say, "How are you adjusting?" And that's just so interesting. In that question, "How are you adjusting to fatherhood?" It's really like fatherhood is a new way of being. Now, how am I, how is my life adjusting to this new way of being? So, uh, if fatherhood is the foundation. I'm no longer looking at how do I fit Oliver and being a dad in my life. The foundation is I'm a dad and my priority is the connection with my son. What is the structure that I need to create so I can have that? And how can I then fit my life into the foundation of that structure? And when when I took that on, and and this is where structure is super important, as my day starts at five thirty a.m., I'm with Oliver until eight thirty a.m., and uh, that's how it works. Like I get to have him, I get to be with him, I go for walks, and we it's it's our time together, and it allows my wife to sleep in a little and catch up and rest, wake up and actually make breakfast and have a shower and do all these things without having to you know manage. A, a, a little bait so it allows her mornings to be more smooth and then um, and, and yeah and, and so you know I love to cook so I make lunch and then after lunch I'm I'm with him for that hour so she helps with cleaning up and, and that's the that's just the structure right and that's the structure that um, and then in the evening um, we, we, we have some time together as a family and um, we look at how do we fit things from that foundation. And I was trying to do it the other way around before, and it was so messy. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I Look, I have six children. I understand. <laughs> I, I know I know what you're talking about, but I, I love- I cannot imagine what that is like. <laughs> well, it's more interesting as a single mom, but you know, this podcast episode is about you. So <laughs> um, what I'm also hearing there is I love how- you and your wife have created parenthood as the foundation and leadership of your lives and uh, structured 
everything around that. And I'm also hearing that that allows you to show up differently in your actual work because there you're, you're you're essentially saying this is who I am and um this is what is worthy of my time and fits into the structure of my life as opposed to is being a father worthy of fitting into my business you know what i mean so i mm-hmm. love how you've flipped that am i hearing yeah, that correctly yeah. yeah it took a while i didn't get that at the beginning it took a while <laughs> i think i'm still i wouldn't even say i've got i i i'm still maybe like as i'm speaking this today that that clarity is is really helping me and i mean your questions and and it's actually really helping me and in, in seeing the the importance and the power of that and I, and you know I want to acknowledge you said something in our in our last conversation about the 40 days of rest mm-hmm. and that was the beginning of me looking at how i was not prioritizing just rest fatherhood and family time together and i was trying to just get ahead you know and the way that you said that, I really, really heard it, Cordelia. And I, and from that moment, I really took that on. And um, it was a, I think the word you used was a retreat. And, it, and so I came back home and I went into retreat. And I allowed myself to say no to so many things that I thought I had to say yes to. And all of a sudden, what was left was space. And it was the biggest gift and that conversation opened up a whole new way of being. And that was just one conversation. So that was that was um, how much joy mongering you brought into, <laughs> you set my way. You're welcome. Yeah. The 40 days is an ancient tradition, though. You know, it, we, uh, in our way of doing, right, because that's what we're human doings these days. We uh, neglect to give ourselves the 40 days with our, our new addition to the family and being with um, our spouse and our, our newborn. And it's so important to, to be in that retreat experience, you know, um, and replenish and connect. So I'm, I'm so happy for you. I love that for you and your family that you actually took that on as your way of being and now look where you've come to you know the the way you're being with your family the way you're being in your business the way you're being for your clients you're able to be a stand for your clients now from this space you know what Cordelia I was I was never a stand in the way I am now and just as you say that I really realize what shifted is I am such a stand. I am just such a stand for for what's important to me. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm really feeling that you know it's uh there's freedom in being a stand for something. Yeah. And there's freedom in being committed to something. Yeah. That I've discovered and yeah. And there's real um there's real power you know I. Well, I want to share in like eight years ago, I created a company called The Leadership Coaches. And the vision was to, you know, do some transformational work and change culture in organizations. And um, that was eight years ago. And this, something that I've just started creating now, eight years ago, I created that. I, I created a company with that intention. And I was like, what's different today than I, than eight years ago? And what's different today is I'm going to stand for that possibility. And eight years ago, it was like, well, let's try this out. This sounds nice. And it, there was just no commitment. Um, so what happened is I, I was working with someone for three months. And then she said, I, you know, I, I would love for you to coach my team. And as I, um, and so I, I sent her a proposal and she loved it. And, and she said to me, you know, um, it's just, it's so it's 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 for the, the business owner of a startup, and she just you know startups they don't have much budget for 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 a team coaching program, and 
And she just said to me, you know, we'd, we'd love to do this, but we're not going to have any funding before February. So we, we can start in February, but until then it's going to be, yeah. So that, this was in September. And, um, and I noticed that my stand started to weaken and I became disempowered. Mm. And I said to her, okay, yeah, I get that. And um, I became limited in that moment. And I said to her, well, in that case, uh, let's let's talk again in February. And then I left that conversation feeling like that was the truth. There's mm-hmm. no money. There's nothing to do. And um, and so I spoke to um, my dear friend Rich Habit, who's uh, happens to be a, a trusted advisor and an expert in. Uh, working with 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 leadership uh, and, and companies and and it's so interesting he just said to me um so you let money get in the way mm-hmm. and i said yeah i did and as he said that i was like i'm a stand for integrity service and authenticity so those are the three things that i'm a stand for and and i realized that i had slipped up mm-hmm. and so I went back to her and I called her up and I said, um, you know, I realized that I wasn't being a stand for the possibility I am for you. I'm a possibility of service. And I recognized that by not, by waiting until February, until the money comes, until the funding comes, that's a lot of time and you're a startup and I could be helping you and your team right now. So... I want to know if money wasn't an issue, what would be different? And she said, well, everything would be different. Gosh, we'd start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I said, great, let's do that. And she looked at me kind of confused and she said, well, what do you mean? Let's do that. Are you going to work for free? Like I said, there's no money. And I said, oh, no, I'm not going to work for free. You have my proposal and you will pay me. I just don't know when you'll pay me, mm-hmm. but you will pay me. Mm-hmm. And see that that was a taking a stand, mm-hmm. and in that moment she just like looked. She just kind of got quiet, and she was really touched. And she said, "Wow, I have to tell you, Philip. Like, no one's taken a stand for me like that. Like, just the way that you just took a stand. I'm I'm so inspired by that." And um, just she got quiet again, and then she said, "And you know what?" There's actually some money I have that's locked up in a savings account in the U.S. I didn't want to touch it. It's really an emergency fund, and I want to use it to pay you for this. It'll take me about a week to liquidate it and move it over, but I could have it on your account by next Monday. Would that be okay? Yeah. So what did you learn from that? Being a stand for a possibility where there is no possibility and just... Being being committed to the stand and 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 my stand was being of service and so my own internal dialogue was oh but what if she doesn't pay me oh but what if so what I learned from that is how easy it is for me to be a stand from I'm either a stand for my internal dialogue mm-hmm. or I'm a stand for the real possibility that I see you're a stand for service. For service, yeah, or I'm a stand for service. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's beautiful. I either stand for my inner dialogue or I'm a stand for service. Yeah. And that's what it was. So and I got to be, yeah, so I got to actually be a stand for service. And, and that's, in alignment with your values, yeah. which are yeah. service, <laughs> right? Integrity, yeah. commitment. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that blew my mind. And, you know, one week later, that money came in on my account. And... um and that really, oh, and there we go. That was my first six months team coaching um, client. And you know what? I have showed up. I have been so committed and I have enjoyed it so much and I'm learning so much from it. And that without being a stand for service and for that possibility, there's no way that would have happened. Yeah. And it, and it's also great to be connected to high quality uh, people, you know, have high quality people in your inner circle, because 
it it was also we have to acknowledge rich habits here, right? Oh, for um, sure. That's that. that I mean, that, that that's that's the power of coaching because um, if I had said that to someone who sort of wasn't like who doesn't get it, like most, yeah, I mean, most people wouldn't see that as a as a limitation. They would just see that as the truth. Yeah, and, and that's validates that you in that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I would, I and then I would ask people, and I and and they would validate that what I did was yeah. the right thing to do, and then and then be a surprise that oh, and February in the end the funding uh, needs to be has to be allocated for something else because there's something more important and um and there you go there and and so so I, I you and so been I creating from like from scarcity yeah creating for and and you wouldn't be you know and and so what you were waiting for wouldn't ever be because you you were not aligned and connect it to yeah. your values in the first place. Yeah, and I know you've had similar stories yourself around this as well. Is there anything that's coming up for you that you'd like to share? There is. I have a little bit of background noise, so that's why I'm like pausing right now. Um, you know, for me, uh, I recently received an award for my um, Free to Be show. And I, it was a mini vacation slash award ceremony getaway with me and my four daughters. And, you know, I had already mapped out what I was going to say and it was perfect. And then when I got up on the stage to speak, I really wanted to connect more with my, my daughters and acknowledge them in the moment. And I, I was so up in my head that I I wasn't in my heart, you know? And so the words came out, the perfect words came out, and, you know, mm. I got the applause and I got the award. And then afterwards, my daughters actually told me, you know, Mom, you don't have to be so businessy all the time. <laughs> yeah. You can you can um you can just be yourself. And so, um, I love that they shared that with me, you know, and, um, mm. and this to me is a residue of where I struggle with receiving, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and that receiving creates a, that lack of receiving creates this di- disconnection. So, yeah, so good, so good. And how wonderful of your daughters to do that. And, and congratulations on your award. Thank you. And 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 it, again, it brings me back to that key word, which is connection. And you know, I I remember about six years ago, I was sat in the uh, VP office of a, of a big company, like very, like the closest I got to actually getting a, a corporate gig. Right, it was like six, maybe five, six years ago. And oh my god, I was so nervous. And I prepared so much. And I remember he uh, he opened up. We had an hour to talk, and I so I just started by saying, "So I want to make sure that you know, in this hour, we're not going to be interrupted by." We was like, "You want an hour of my time, like as if that was like the most sacred thing in the world." And he says, "Okay, if you want an hour of my time, you need to ask. You need to first answer these three questions: What are the results you promise? How are you going to prove that you can deliver the results? And where else have you delivered those results?" Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, like my insecurity kicked in and I went into this professional looking good performance mode. And I'm actually really, really good. So a little bit, my background is like the art of deceiving. Oh. Uh, he was really good at like faking it and just like looking confident. I like, I, that was my, I, I got very far in life with that, but it was never, there was always a conscious that came with that. And it was so, so yeah. As he said that to me, and I um, I got really insecure, and I went into that professional Philip, you know, boom, 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 sounded really good, and <laughs> like just like totally looking really good and really professional. And as I noticed that, that's exactly not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is where 
there is a shift that happens when you start recognizing that who you're being is uh, is not in alignment with who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do, so I just stopped myself. And I said, can we start again? And he, and he looked at me in total startle. He said, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm noticing that I'm really trying to impress you, and I'm trying to look good, and that's not who I want to be in this conversation. And I, I just want to be honest with you. And he got quiet and started looking at me. And I said to him, you know, I'm not here to waste people's time. And I haven't worked in a company of this size and created any, I haven't worked like this before. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But here's what's true. Is I can see that there's a real breakdown in the way customer service that your customer service level is really, really low. If I were to spend some time and get to know what's going on and actually speak to the people in your team, I could come back to you. And I could come back to you with a way of how I could make a difference for your team. And um, and there was also this sudden, like, I, I just came back to myself. <laughs> and we had... And we and I fell back into connection. That's actually what it means, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we actually had a completely different conversation. And it was a connected conversation. And I noticed that I don't need to bring authority, experience, all these things that I thought I needed. All I need is to bring authenticity and connection because ultimately that's what creates trust. And you know what? We, 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 had, we had the most beautiful conversation. We had a few more beautiful conversations. It didn't lead to any business, but I got to see something really powerful, that what I thought was missing wasn't missing. Mm. What was actually missing was just the real me. That's what was missing. Yeah. Bring your whole self to the party, you know, yeah. your whole self to every interaction. Oh, my and God. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the so, main requirement. You know, my background is hotels, so I, I had ten years working in hotels and that, and, and hospitality, and having a restaurant, and I just became really, really good at being um, a people pleaser. Mm. Yeah, and there's a difference between uh, serving people and mm-hmm. pleasing people. <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, so I became very good at calling what I did service when in actual fact what I was doing was pleasing and nothing to do with service from, from a coaching perspective. Or from a human perspective. Yeah, or from a human perspective, yeah. Yeah, from actually from a human perspective. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, like if we connect it back to your uh, your word choice surrounding during COVID when you had the cooking show with your wife, right? That was actually true service. But I feel like you were diminishing it. You're right. I was. your wife, you know? Yeah, you're right. I was. And, um, and, you know, the same thing now, the way you've restructured your life, right? To be in service to the foundation of your family, Right. Now you can truly show up in service to your clients too, because you are being a stand for your life and your values. So you can be a stand everywhere else. So I feel like during this conversation, we've come to, through your way of being and connecting, you've flipped the script on uh, what it is to be of service and to be a stand for your life, your clients, and your business. Would you agree? Yeah. That's beautifully summarized. Being a stand for what's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something else you'd like to put into the space? No, I just want to appreciate you for the way that you have showed up in this conversation. The the way that you just um, made this conversation flow so beautifully. Um, I'm so grateful that you um, have taken on the, the role of 
the leadership of the Ultimate Coach podcast. And um, I'm just delighted to be on this journey with you. And um, thank you for the opportunity to have this conversation again. And thank you for uh, for everything that you've done for for the group and for for the podcast. And um, I'm still in awe that you're a single mom of six, which is totally, absolutely, astonishingly remarkable um, to me. And um, you know that that just that alone could be a whole podcast episode that I would love to listen to. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to say thank you and you're welcome. And if you'd like to interview me, we can have that one. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for your time and for, uh, for all those that have listened in as well. If there's a, you know, we'll, I always love to hear back from, from what people have heard. So, um, yeah, if there's something that you heard or something that's made a difference for you, um, yeah, please do share with um, with Cordelia or with, with myself. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of the Ultimate Coach book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.